Take the CA wherever you go. Download the Commercial Appeal app on your smartphone or tablet and get push alerts when breaking news happens. It's a free download for your iPhone and iPad in the Apple App Store and in the Google Play Store for your Android device. This is the Grizzlies Podcast with Grizzlies beat reporter Ron Tillery, columnist Jeff Calkins, and pick and pop columnist Chris Harrington. Welcome into the Go Cubs Go Studios at the Commercial Appeal. Yeah, I've deemed it that. Ron Tillery here, the only Memphis Grizzlies beat writer that uh, the team has ever known, alongside columnist Jeff Calkins and pick and pop columnist Chris Harrington. The trio is back together again this week to talk Grizzlies and to preview the season. The uh, season tips off tomorrow in FedEx form at 7 p.m. with the Minnesota Timberwolves coming into town. And guys, I just thought we'd start with uh, the, the roster and what we think of it now that it's finalized. Jordan Adams, third-year guard, off-injured guard, out uh, for Troy Williams with tremendous upside in. And so this team has the core four and a bunch of young guys. And I, I, I can only echo what you said, Chris, probably last week, is I think fans need to wrap their minds around the fact that not only will they start the season injured, but the process of building the bridge from the core four to the next era of Grizzly basketball, and that's relying on and developing young players. I thought I the, the column I put up today, I, I quoted a, a, a comment from Kevin Pelton on the ESPN 5x5, which I'd never seen before. I thought it was interesting. And he pointed out that the roster the Grizzlies are taking into this season played the fewest amount of total minutes last season of any roster in the NBA. Now, part of that's Marcus All got hurt, and so those minutes were lower for some of the starters. Sure. But it also speaks to how young the bench is. Like they're carrying four rookies. Andrew Harrison is technically a rookie. They're carrying four rookies on a 15-man roster. I, mean, I can't remember the last time that happened. And then Jerome Martin, who barely played, and it's a really young group outside, got, outside of to, that, that to, old core. And they're going to play. Yeah. yeah. To, <laughs> to me, the interesting thing is, well, first of all, I, I do think we should at least congrats. The fact that Mark is back and Mike is back. When we talk about the roster, that is a continuing accomplishment of this franchise, and I don't want to. I don't want to overlook that because I think it it it's important and it gives us everybody reason for hope and stability and continue to follow a team that we've. If I can we've interrupt loved. you for yeah. just one second uh-huh. on that point, that's what Mark doesn't talk enough about. That's Spurs esque. They kept. Right, the yeah. four, the, the yeah. four together. Now they, now they didn't that, keep them together for a bargain, like Tim <laughs> Tim Duncan's at the right. end was right. giving them a bargain. That would have right. been better. Yeah, but they but they did keep them together. But, yeah, because you know Mark always talk about the Spurs. The Spurs. Right, well, this, that's Spurs. That yes, that's exactly yes. right. That's yeah. and, and I I, 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 I want to make that point before point. I move on to a little bit of skepticism, and it's not about listen. It's wonderful to see youth developing players, etc. I'm all for that. I I, I do wonder. Th- those like, are not those are not the same thing, by the way. <laughs> those youth are not developing players. The players they are developing. This is not the Minnesota Timberwolves. This is not the even Denver. This is right. not like, like these players are by and large the most pedigreed among them is Wade Baldwin, who's a mid 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 first round pick. You got Andrew Harrison. Was he a second? Or was he not second, a draft? Second. Andrew Harrison, who's a second. You got Deontay Davis, who's a second. Right. And uh, Troy Williams was and undrafted. undrafted. Troy Martin was a late Jarell first. Troy Martin a late first, who's been right. hurt. And if you compare it to. Is, it was a point I made when I was talking to Chris earlier. If Chandler Parsons is healthy, great. That's fabulous. If he's not, 
I suppose there's a chance that the that the supplemental pieces will be better than last year's roster. But I think honestly, if you're being honest with yourself, they had Courtney Lee, they had Matt Barnes, they had Mario Chalmers, they had pros on that team who had proven they could do something in the league. You tell me which of the the four rookies, and we'll throw Jarrell. Are you confident? Confident will be a above average starter in the NBA ever. None, none. I'm confident about. Yeah. I, I think Baldwin has the most upside. Maybe Deontay Davis. I haven't seen enough of him. Like physically, he, you know, there's a lot there. But I would say Wade Baldwin has the highest upside based on what I've seen. And and again, he's a mid first round guy who, who right now can't shoot. Yeah, I was gonna say. I know you guys disagree with me, but you're correct in saying that he has the most upside. And I think that's why people are excited about Baldwin. But tomorrow. I'm, I'm going with Harrison. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the back of one guard he, spot. He, he's been the steadiest. He, yep. He's shot the ball. He's, his decision making has been pretty pretty good. And and let's not forget, like he had a more of a big time college career than Wade Baldwin. I actually think there's a chance, and this could go totally the other way. He could be off the team in a month. Who knows? I actually think there's a chance that of the four rookies, the one who logs the most minutes this season is Troy Williams, because of the the depth problems they have on the wing. Right. Because he, he, the kind of player he is, he won't be asked to do as much. And so you can see him soaking up a lot of minutes. It's like a 3 and D, like a role player, low usage kind of guy. And I look at what Miami did with experienced but unheralded rookies, turning them into rotation players with Josh Richardson, Tyler Johnson last year, or James Ennis two years ago when he was a rotation player. I wouldn't. I would not surprise me if Fisdale turns the Troy Williams into – a, a role player, rotation player who soaks up a lot of minutes on this team because of all the uncertainty around him on the wing. And, and he was I, certainly the best of those players in preseason. They were not even close. Yeah, so, I, I agree. Um, I say we give Trey Williams his props right now because they had 15 contracts. I don't think it was a total surprise that Jordan Adams was waived. But this kid went out and earned a spot. Yeah. I mean, this had the makings of Hassan Whiteside all over again. If you let him go, uh, somebody was going to grab him. But he went out and was the most productive of any of the young guys. Not only on the Grizzlies, he led all rookies all in scoring rookies. in the preseason. Yeah. And, and then we all it, everything harkens back to Chandler Parsons. Okay, so with the Chandler Parsons situation, yep. it's a need. And whatever he will give you this year compared to whatever Jordan Adams will give you in 2030, right. um, you know, it's worth I, taking a chance I, on him. I just think they have lots of minutes to soak up. And he seems like a guy who could, you know, he's never going to be more than the fourth or fifth best player on the floor in any lineup. But he could maybe soak up a lot of minutes because he's going to be healthy and he can defend and he can knock down an open shot. And you when know. you say he's going to play more minutes, is part of the assumption there, in the end, do you think they will solve their their point guard backup questions by 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 acquiring someone else and thereby Wade Wald, uh, neither Harrison or Baldwin are stacking up big minutes as backup point guard? I think a they'll they'll share minutes and then b I think there's at least a fifty fifty proposition that another point guard ends up on this roster one way or the other. Well, we haven't tackled it, and I uh, I mean I suppose they could do it because they found a way to to acquire players that they want throughout the course of a season. Before I mean Mario Chalmers is still out there and not ready yet though. Not ready yet. So you'll but, get a chance to but, see how this right, thing works yeah. out and a chance to see how he recuperates. And he's certainly an option and needed. Certainly a Fisdale favorite. And certainly somebody who's, as you pointed out last year, a pro who can step in, you know, immediately. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to give these two young guys a chance at backup right. point guard. 
and, and I think having all the injury problems at other positions sort of gives them a little bit of cover. They're like they're doing, trying to put out fires all these other places, and that maybe buys them a little bit of time. But if they are going, you know, if they're a, a plus whatever when Mike Collins on the floor, and as soon as he comes to the bench, it starts going the other way in a dramatic fashion. There's only so long you can do that if you're trying to be a playoff team, and so. That bears watching. It's not so much just that these guys have to play well, but the team has to survive with them on the floor. And That's if the true. team is not surviving with them on the floor and there's pressure to be in the playoff hunt, then I think that that that, that is the potential to force some to force well, the it, issue. At least Fisdale has what uh, Jaeger and, and Hollins didn't. And that's interchangeable players. I mean, they 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 got younger, but they got more versatile. Yeah, they're going to play Baldwin and Harrison off the ball. They're going to play Mike Conley off the ball. Uh, Troy Williams can play the three and the four, um, and, and and so can J. Michael Green. So he he can maneuver the 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 rotation and in lineups way more than the past two coaches. Yeah, no, I I I agree, and and. You know, it's funny you talk about playing Harrison and Baldwin sort of at the two, which I agree that that'll happen because I think they, they've looked good when they've been able to play small backcourts. They look good when they did it with Conley and Chalmers. They look, they look good when they did it with Conley and Bayless. That's a good look for Conley to free him up. So I think they'll they'll try to do that some, and that takes a little bit of pressure off of Baldwin and Harrison in those lineups. But then the other thing is Tony Allen's going to miss games. It's going to be banged up, and Troy Daniels doesn't look good, and Vince Carter's 102 years old, and so they're going to play like seven different players at the two guard. They're just going to be like that's going to be like just putting bandages around that position all year i think yeah. it's been an interesting preseason from just uh, and i'm not sure how to think about it on the one hand there's been pretty good macro health news from from mark a little bit of a step back but and mike seems absolutely energized and thrilled and then there's been the adjustment to the david fisdale system which has gone better i think and quicker and more smooth than anyone could have expected and honestly on the floor they've looked pretty good like so they're all that good stuff but then the, the, the then there's the Mark setback. There's the Chandler Parsons, which could be a, a huge issue. And then the banged up quality of everybody. Right. I really have a hard time knowing whether I'm supposed to be optimistic or pessimistic heading into this season. Well, I think um, beyond the Parsons aspect, because I don't think we ever expected him to be ready for the open. I did when they signed him. Maybe yeah. I didn't. I, well, I, didn't, I, I didn't when they I signed him. I didn't well, when he back, showed up limping for back the first time. <laughs> right. well, back I in July, signed him. Right. Back in yeah. July, you envisioned him. Yes. Yeah, I guess I qualify that by saying when training camp started, I right. just didn't expect him. Right. Right. But I'm surprised that Brandon Wright isn't ready. It's it's and, like and a that, constant state. It, at yeah, this point. and that and that's that's another setback because their big rotation, you know, needs him. I mean, Jarrell's not ready. Uh, Deontay Davis is a rookie in 19 and, you know, just got in one game. They need Brandon right on the floor with Zach Randolph in that second unit. And without Parsons, you can't. It's hard to shift up those small ball lineups, too. And so that, you know, you talk about the versatility. That versatility exists when you have players available, available. to play. Right. <laughs> right. That's the key word. You, uh, in, in terms of this, how to think about the season generally, um, the bridge thing is something you mentioned. Uh, uh, Chris Harrington's pick and pop is now is us up uh, at commercialappeal.com. And you, in fact, compared this season to the uh, Harahan Bridge, the new, new the, the, the big river crossing, um, whatnot. Which I will be riding over on my bike as people are listening to this, uh, right, right, this exactly. afternoon. Right. So, uh, how so exactly is this grizzly season like a trip to West Memphis? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think that's the danger is that you're going to West Memphis. I mean, you're hoping there's a better destination at the end of the bridge. Uh, we don't want to slam West Memphis. Uh, We're nice to West Memphis. For the record, I'm a, I'm a native I like West Memphis. Yes, we, we're t- two to one pro I, West Memphis. I've probably been there yeah. twice. Only Nixon can go to China. 
China, the native Arkansan can, can, <laughs> right. can, can slam West Memphis. Well, well, when I took my family to the bridge, I was annoyed with the kids, uh, my my kids and my niece and nephew, because they were like streaking across the bridge like to get to the other side, and the other side wasn't the point. The point was to be on the bridge. Right. And so I think I think you know this season is sort of like a bridge in that you're getting going from one place to another. You're trying to shift your style of play. You're trying to shift your core a little bit. You're trying to go from one competitive era to another competitive era. But let's enjoy the bridge itself, hopefully. Hopefully it'll be an interesting place to be while you get there. So I think their hope is to get from one place to another place without the journey itself being a a backwards. I totally agree with that because one of my favorite phrases is patience for the process. Right. And we tend to lack that here in this city. And it's going to disgust me if people fall off the Fisdale bandwagon quickly. If if they woke up and they're three and five and people are. Yeah, because what, what if everybody's been whining about? We gotta develop young guys. Young guys, yeah. Well, you got a guy that's gonna do it, right? So have patience for the process. It will be. I think it will be now. Listen, it's the nature of sports fandom. I actually think that that Memphians have been pretty good and enjoying the walk across the bridge for the last six years. This has never been seriously a championship team. It's right. been a and and yet it's been a lot of fun. And you don't. I mean, when they a, overachieve, it, right, yes. But it, it's by and large <laughs> been a. A, a much appreciated era. Yes, there's there's grumbling about this and that, or why don't you play him, or why did? But I think most of us have soaked in the that, view that can be and, part of the enjoyment too, and, right? And, yeah. yeah, and grumbling can be part yeah. of it. And and what 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 I will be interested around isn't and 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 I and I gather you think there's no danger of this. I assume that if they start two and five. Fans will jump off the because that's what that's what that's what they do, right? And that's right. what that's whatever they like. They're ready to fire Hugh Freeze and Ole Miss right now. Like, well, that's what fans do. My question is, will the players all stay on? Well, that's I think my I think that's the more interesting question right. because I, do, I I think how fans would react to a slow start is going to depend on the why. Is it because the players are bristling at stylistic changes and then you look at the coach, or is it because guys are hurt? Like right. it's because guys are hurt. There's nothing the, to do with the coach. The players, at, if they're three yeah. and six, is there a point at which Zebo, who's been great, and whatever, they start going, "What the hell?" Uh, that's a tricky thing. I lean on the side of giving the players a lot more credit because of the um, the veteran leadership. I mean, we're not dealing with a young Zebo. Uh, we're dealing with a more mature guy who has a lot at stake. I mean, he wants to remain in Memphis. He wants to continue to play. Uh, beyond 35, uh, Marcus Saul has been handed, and this is going to be my story if I can peck it out, uh, has been given the lone captainship role because he was grumpy last year. He was not a good teammate. Uh, J.B. Bickerstaff, David Fisdale watched him on film, watched his body language. They have spent as much time convincing him to shoot threes as convincing him to be a better leader. For all intents and purposes, Mike has the $153 million contract, but they have said, Mark, this is your team. You can't, you can't stray away from the group when things get bad. So part, part of the San Antonio thing that he loves is Tim Duncan's leadership. Exactly. Right. So, so they have put all the weight on Mark. So I think just as, as, as they have done in the past, they'll police themselves just fine. Um, and I think it, the slow start will essentially come down to injuries. Are we assuming a slow start? Because the schedule well, is favorable. Well, yeah, I'm saying, I should say if there is one, yeah. I did I did a podcast I recorded this earlier today or go up tomorrow morning with one of the writers from Minnesota. And, you know, they play the Wolves not just opening night, but twice in the first week. For, two times in the Grizzlies' first four games, twice in the Wolves' first three games. 
those are two teams that most people have generally in that back half of the Western Conference playoff picture sure. competing for a spot or positioning or maybe you know maybe a playoff spot. And I think I think it's a tough I think I think the Wolves are fortunate to catch the Grizzlies twice in the first week because they're catching them with Marcus all in minutes restriction, Chandler Parsons out, Brandon Wright probably out, Tony Allen banged up. And if you drop two to the Wolves in the first week, I think I think that does sort of put you in a tough spot. I, I don't know what's gonna happen. I do think the, the schedule is relatively favorable, but I also think they're starting it in a pretty banged up spot. They are, and it's a long season. How many times have we seen the Grizzlies start slow? Well, and, they ne- and, until last year, they never won their opener, isn't that right? <laughs> their home opener? Was, was, well, was I think it's two years, ago, two years right? ago, right? Two years ago, they, 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 they lost by 30 last year and then they, the Cavs. And, and with the exception of the year they went to the West Finals when they started something like 12-2, and two, they always had started slow, and they just kind of cranked it up as right. the months went by. So, I mean, even the Spurs had a history of starting slow. I mean, like, you, you can't overreact. I no, mean, you just can't. They started slow. I mean, let, let's be honest. It was, it was under Dave Yeager, where supposedly Perry was going to fire him after thirteen games. <laughs> right. right. Well, so, so, well, there's a difference yeah. between starting slow and, and starting getting blown out by thirty right. and fifty but you twice could, you in could six have days. A, the Minnesota can make you look bad. That's the like can make you look old and bad. Well, they did that last preseason game. Yeah. That's a preseason game. But if Mar- if Marcus All is, is only playing twenty minutes and Brandon Wright's not playing at all and Carl Anthony Towns is sort of going to announce himself as an All NBA player right out of the gate. Yeah, I mean it could be a rough, rough matchup. Well, I mean we got to wrap our minds around what the what the reality is. The reality is Zach is thirty five. Tony will be thirty five. Mark's thirty one and hurt. Uh, Chandler's rich and hurt. Right. Uh, uh, they yeah, got a, they got not, a bunch of young kids. I mean, like this isn't end, this isn't your. Uh, what do I say? This isn't your uh, no, but they assembled their reality. AC Wharton, uh, they are Grizzlies. Re- yeah, but they're responsible <laughs> for their reality. Like if in the end, sure. I'm not saying it wasn't you know the Chandler. They're responsible for that. Chandler Parsons is young, is hurt. Like I'm not right. saying it wasn't whatever. They're responsible for draft picks that have washed out. They're res- they're responsible. Chris Wallace has been here long enough. Reality wasn't just surprised him. It didn't just show up. Well, but it's I, his reality that he forged. That's right? true. But but my point is they they're doing what the fans have asked them to do: develop on the fly and still be. Right, uh, it's a, a competitive team. I mean, like that's what the rest of the league does, and the Grizzlies haven't done that. Haven't so done now, it. now they're that's trying to do that's it. That's what put them in this. Spot, that's the reality. Right. Yeah, it's it's tough though when the guys you are trying to develop you should, are second round picks. Yeah. Instead, and that's the trick. Instead of these twenty, twenty one, twenty two year olds you're working up, they should be at the spot now where they have. 24, 25, 26-year-olds they drafted four years right. ago. I mean, I hate to even spots. mention Rodney Hood, but if you, yeah, right. but if you like, if those are the guys, it's that era of players yeah. who should that whole middle that, that doesn't exist for this team. Right. Yeah. No middle class. It's still fun, by the way. Year sixteen. It's year sixteen of this franchise. Um, where were you? I know um, you weren't. You were he, you were hired, Ron Tillery. You were hired right before they came, right? Like the summer before they came. Were right. you, well, I didn't do the draft. I did the very first uh, free, uh, season. And what, what were you doing, Chris Harrington, when I they did arrived not, here? I did not quote unquote cover the team the first season they were in Memphis. I stupidly, I was one. I was the only NBA fan in the building, and maybe one of like fifteen people in Memphis who was like an obsessive NBA fan before <laughs> there was a the NBA team. And when the team showed up, I talked to my editors at the Memphis Flyer at the time and said. Uh, you know, I, I love it, but I I got a full-time job already. I don't have time to do that and, like, didn't take the media pass, and we had some intern do it, and I was not happy with the results. And so I went to his office the next year and said, give that to me. I'm doing this now. We're not <laughs> publishing any more of this stuff that, like, gets names wrong and doesn't know who players are. And So I, I was strictly a fan year one. I was yeah. I was not covering. Funny story. One of the last home preseason games, some, some young man runs up to me, Mr. Tillery, how you doing, man? You know, I love your work. Um, 
He said, uh, um, I grew up reading you. And I said, <laughs> I said, how old are you? Right. He says, I'll be 20 tomorrow. And so it speaks to, yeah, I, right. this is my 16th season covering his team. You know, he said, my dad been bringing me since I was six. Right. And so now it's in the DNA. Well, there's a guy, because, I, I, I saw know. someone on Twitter who, uh, mm-hmm. a, a kid on Twitter who's a, I think he goes to Rhodes now. And in his Twitter bio, it says, I'm a lifelong Grizzlies fan. Right. Which is possible now. You right. can, like, he was four. Like, essentially, he's a lifelong Grizzlies exactly. fan. Exactly. They didn't used to exist. They it's did not. sort of fun. It and, is fun yeah. in that regard. So here we go. Let's, let's, let's wrap up with, uh, I guess we can do predictions. Like, I did a um, Q&A on, on, on our website. I said the high would be 48, the low would be 42. Uh, where do you guys stand I think in terms of wins? I think the range is wider than that. Of I think I think there's a reasonable downside that's lower than that, and, okay. and maybe an upside slightly higher. I predicted 45. Um, I think which I think is a fairly optimistic projection, but that 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 was my prediction: 45 wins and a seven seed. Yeah, I, if I would say range is 52 to 35, mm-hmm. and I think 44 is my the number that I picked. But um, it may range maybe 34, like maybe maybe lower than that. But the range. It, you tell me, Mark break his, breaks his foot again, and you know who knows where we go. So, right. but I, I'll say forty-four playoffs. You know they'll probably play, play the Spurs again, and we'll see how that works. If they're, if they're healthy. <laughs> their roster is as good as any team outside the top three if in the West. Healthy, they right. could be the four seed if things break right. But Matt Moore has him seventh overall, for example, in his power rankings. Yeah, the whole... he, he's giving us all cover. Um, <laughs> right. Making overall. us all seem more reasonable let's by end comparison. With some, let's end with some optimism. Seventh best team in the league. Exactly right. <laughs> all right. That's it for this podcast. We'll be back at you next week and look for us uh, mostly on Wednesdays. Uh, enjoy. Like the commercial appeal on Facebook and follow on Twitter at Memphis News. This is the commercial appeal.